0: Sit in there, <laughs>
1: i'll play it again show <laughs> exactly
0: uh yeah, this bad boy be that my vision yeah i love it I, you know what I, I got so excited i thought that was the bookcase the actual book cover and then turns out you have to take the book out of that thing so just be being yeah. absurd, it's like a normal clothbound book but still pretty cool um i like the clothbound books i think yeah, it's a good but i just like that green thing i just want that green everywhere <laughs> but um I Heard him
1: being
0: interviewed on the book, it sounded super inspiring. Oh, it's just great! It's like a meaningful, I mean, it's probably a little too hardcore for like average family devotions, but but you know, for personal, just rolling through, like I was saying, Andre. Uh, the only thing is like they need to do like a Latin version or like you know, incorporate (laughs) the original languages because I've got something very similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, this thing, I don't know if you've seen that one. Daily scriptures in uh 365 readings in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. And it's just really oh. nicely laid out. And um, it, if you just merge those two books, you know, it's like perfect, which is maybe I shouldn't say anything about it because that's I'm, what I'm, I'm gonna do. In my I'm devotions,
1: here. I'm reading uh The Mute Christian Under the Smarting Rod. <laughs> what? Thomas What's Brooks. all right oh, Thomas oh. Brooks
0: doesn't to say. That sounds <laughs>
1: it's it's Puritanical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent. Mute um, Christian under the, under smarting, the smarting rod. Road. It's like why you should never complain while you suffer. That's like the whole book.
0: Okay, okay. Very stoic, isn't it? Actually, very.
2: very I was just about
1: to say that. Very yes. stoic. I mean, yeah. well, it's, it's it's beyond stoic. Stoic doesn't have yeah. the right reasons for being quiet.
0: Yeah. Right, mm. but it's like it's yeah. It's everything a stoic would ever want to be. Yeah. You know, make it would make a stoic proud.
1: Yeah. So the I I will I will keep my silence for the Lord has done it. You know. Yeah. That, yeah. That,
0: yeah. well you know that would be such a fascinating study period there, there we go someone out there there's a free idea for you stoicism well, that's free purith- stoicism
1: because and- it comes from the songs
0: that's true that's true although you could take it in a few different directions and a lot of the psalms is way too whiny a lot of the psalms are way too whiny for for uh, yeah, stoicism yeah. yeah there's too, so, way
2: too much vocalization yes enough.
0: They're not being
2: very mute, and, and I'm not,
0: you know, and that's <laughs> not a that's not a caricature of Stoicism either. That's just like you know, I think I think everyone needs to admit that. Um, so we don't but, mean whining in
1: the negative sense; it's inspired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a lot of it is like you know, it's okay to whine, You know, it's because we're we're weak and fragile. Yeah. We're not everything the Stoics said we were. Bust your cares upon the yeah.
1: Lord, because he cares. For
0: we're like little children, you know, and that's okay. Um, all right, so, so now you know. Just uh, here we go. All right, this is what we're doing tonight. Socrates. And what was said about another matter is the pupil who devotes himself to the practice of gymnastics supposed to attend to the praise and blame and opinion of every man or of one man only. His physician or trainer, whoever he may be. Credo. Of one man only. Socrates. And he ought to fear the censure and welcome and uh, century, and welcome the praise of that one only, and not of the many. credo clearly so, Socrates. And he ought to act and train and eat and drink in the way that seems good to his single master, who has an understanding, rather than according to the opinion of all other men put together. Kind of see where this is going, credo is getting slammed, right? Mm. But that's what we're talking about tonight: Plato's Crito and Socrates talking with this guy before he uh, gets put to death, literally. And in that little reading right there, you already start seeing the riches of the kind of thing that applies to Christianity. That's advice for preachers right there. You know, just Mm, basically, uh, you know, go about your task. People pleasing or
1: God pleasing. Right.
0: I mean, you, you, we, we mentioned this last time when we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Players apology. Apology. uh, Yeah. And, uh, And, you know, there already, we were saying, seeing so many Pauline ideas and whatnot, but I mean, it it might as well be Paul talking there in the the way that he would be encouraging Timothy in the midst of all sorts of trial and and difficulty, you know? So uh, the riches of him. And that's why we're uh, looking at this. I won't go through the the full song and dance as to uh, why we're incorporating some of of these um, great books, readings, and just some, you know, ebbing and flowing around western literature and the greats and ancient philosophy uh but you know you can see it's just it 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 shines forth with um the good the true the beautiful the stuff in common grace that uh is part of and helpful to our sojourn in this age so um before we get started i have
1: a client question
0: oh just to, just to keep it relevant. What, what would Klein say about <laughs> No, freedom? no, not that. So
1: I, I was just, uh, you know, whenever we talk about a definition of grace, you know, the Kleinian angle <clears throat> is demerited favor, not merely unmerited favor. It's, it's not merely God's condescension in general, goodness and generosity to the world. It's, you know, we would talk about grace in terms of demerited favor, and there's no grace in the covenant of works. And then, um, so that's, that's a very Kleinian notion. Yet another very Kleinian notion is God's common grace. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how do these two notions fit together? Common grace, because that's where God is just, it's its not his judicial outwork. It's not, it's not the outworking of his justice towards deserving or undeserving. It's just a general. So how does demerited favor and common grace with the word grace thrown into the mix How do these two things gel in Kleinian thought, I guess, without seeming contradictory?
0: Well, you know what I feel like I need? I feel like I need uh, a good Socratic method to pull us back on track. (laughs) I feel like I need to keep asking you questions until we all admit that we know nothing so that we can admit that we know something and we can. (laughs) 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 But, you know, I'm just not that skilled at the end of the day. I'm just going to give you the answer. (laughs) uh man, uh well, it, I know Klein l- liked the idea of common grace. I mean, he liked the expression uh he does wrestle with it a little bit in kingdom prologue, I think it was and um, yeah, he you know, I think it's just as as long as we're keeping our our uh you know what we mean clear um the, the issue I mean it it's because it's um unmerited and because it's it's you know it's undeniably not justice upon us in that moment uh there is just you know the no no way to get around it. it's not salvific but it's not it's not um it's not what we deserve at that point you know so it does fall in the category of grace it's just not soteriological grace um yeah. so yeah and i think you know so well, can we play with the words maybe i don't know but i think they, they've stuck it's interesting though with common grace it is um i, I had a little bit of a, a look into it um when you know, because a lot of a lot of the two kingdoms stuff really hangs on on this idea, and uh, you see how it, it's actually received like quite a little bit of attention in in, in church history. Um, there was a little bit of movement there with the Remonstrants, and you know, perhaps the Reformation as they they try to take on the Armenian thing. Um, and but then really nothing until Charles Hodge deals with it a little bit later, and then it really Kuyper's the only one that you know he's the big guy that starts putting it on the map.
1: Um, umman hooks him rejects it,
0: yeah, and then and then and then immediately you have like the split that happens as a result because of you know that's creating a dualism and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like you would have thought it had um the deep roots of the idea, you know, that if anyone does struggle with the word grace, I mean, they could just sort of fall back on this because everyone agreed in God's providence, you know, his his beneficence, his providential control over all things and and that that was good and um and in the process of not being judged ultimately we're receiving something there and you know so i mean you know you just got to find a, a, an expression for it i think yeah um, that i fits. guess my
1: you know all post fall goodness is by one definition grace
0: exactly exactly yeah i mean it, it's uh, it, it definitely it seems to I don't know. I I like the idea because people are so quick to put it down and scuff it and uh, scuff at it and not appreciate it. And, you know, and I think we, we often go through little seasons where, uh, you know, we're just oblivious to the reality of the, you know, the framework of graciousness that we're sort of living in. And I think that, that, um, you know, I like the idea of calling that grace because it just challenges that notion. It, get, it does get us thinking about that exact question, even if even if we have to come wrestle to the point of going, "Okay, well, it's not salvific," and blah blah blah. You know, just even the even the elevation of whatever God is doing there is is I think it's right. You know, yeah, it puts um, your
1: life into perspective. You're living in a fallen world. Oh my goodness! You deserve absolutely nothing. Everything is a gift.
0: It really yeah. ultimately would come down to not appreciate that for what it is. Would come down to me to lessening we deserve and lessening judgment you know because i think that anything of what we're currently experiencing in in comparison to what it will be like to fall into the hands of a a living god you know and the fearful thing that that is you know yeah i mean call it what you want again but it's it's profoundly awesome (laughs) and uh, very very happy with it (laughs) very thankful so i guess
1: i mean just falling back on your answer there that that there is a we want to make a distinction recognizing that Klein's definition of demerited favor is specifically soteriological grace, Yes, absolutely. And common yeah. grace where you have more to do with God's providence in a fallen world.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, and I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose that you got to be careful there, but, but, you know, we have demerited anything. You know, we, we have not, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to say this, but it's like, you want to bring that as strongly across as strongly as you can <clears throat> without, making it soteriological because we do deserve the opposite of salvation surely but but even now common grace it's like we we actually don't we deserve the opposite of what we're currently experiencing even so yeah i don't know uh i think we have to to
2: providence too applies
0: to providence absolutely well yeah um so i suppose one of the things then is that you know that we're in in thinking about common grace is, uh and, and you know, maybe I, this is where I, I keep getting stuck. I told Nick last time, you know, you read through these guys and I mean, I mean, you see common grace. It, it magnifies mm-hmm. common grace. It really does. Uh, you realize what they did with common grace. You know, I suppose that's the other thing. Just, just what a shocking, uh, well, not shocking, but what an awesome stewardship of common grace it was in some ways. Um, you know the, yeah they are just observing it uh, and uh, processing it and you know meditating upon it and ending up in these profoundly true places uh, without any special revelation. amazing mm-hmm. uh, you know this is it's a testimony to the reality of common grace. Yeah, I really I, I wonder how some of those uh, neo Calvinists deal with this,
2: you know uh, yes Be- yeah because I mean it's like it's like anyone who meets, I don't know uh, uh, a genuine, sincere muslim friend
1: yes and exactly just
2: like overwhelmed with the points of similarity right like how they talk about love for god and and how there are moral points of commonality and that kind of thing and people get genuinely freaked out by that they don't know what to do with it right and so like so this is an exercise in the sense of of just of of you know how to handle those sorts of areas of agreement well and you can practice on the philosophers but you're going to meet it you're going to meet it in real life you're going to meet it with your atheist friend with your Muslim friend your Buddhist friend your Hindu friend so man it is
0: it is just so important I mean I I think I remember I think you told me this under at at some point um I think Marilyn Manson was getting a um you know some sort of award the Grammys or whatever is the Grammys what is the, that's not the music one is it yeah that's, that's definitely a thing Grammys yeah. are
2: a thing yeah yeah
0: um and uh i'm just not sure if it was the grammys of it anyway um uh someone some artist you know because he was going through his like anti-christian rants at that point and you know and and some christian was involved in in presenting the award and and they asked him what they felt about marilyn manson and you know uh, in light of what he stood for and, and they said you know well. You know, we think he's um, amazingly gifted, uh, incredible musician, and all glory to God for giving him what he has. You know, and um, just a just an absolutely epic answer because that's exactly right. You know, you could, you cannot, no one else can claim the glory for that. You know, it's just impossible. Yeah. If if there is any truth, goodness, or beauty that comes out of anything, no matter how, you know, no matter what it it, it might uh, market itself as there's skill you know it's it's ultimately god has to get the glory for it uh, it's rationality it's it's um mm. you know it's it's the framework in which we operate so so we got to learn to think like that and and yeah if you don't i think you get into some sort of real yeah it's just a matter of time almost um you're a bit of a until you meet that gandhi like figure you know and um and you're all confused by how how it is that that this guy is better than any christian you've ever met and um mm and how that works you know yeah
1: and it's uh, not only our doctrine of common grace it would be our doctrine of total depravity as opposed to right. utter depravity there we go there the we fact go that man is still made in the image of god that it's not completely erased like saint right. Lutheran theology has mm-hmm. yeah so there's there's lots of surgical so, grounding for this understanding
0: so neo-calvinists need to be careful of this calvinists need to be careful of this um because we can't overstate things with the total depravity um I suppose Pelagians need to be careful of this from the other side as well. And, uh, you know, the, we were talking about this as well with um, uh, maybe not full-on Pelagianism, but Arminianism at least with uh, the Roman C- Catholic idea where, okay, this was St. Socrates, you know, and uh, this was the, the pre-Christ saint, you know, who who found salvation through his um, apprehension of of God through through general revelation and so forth. Or maybe... Yeah. maybe and so Mary on, on the one hand, we and do
1: we... want to on the one hand we do want to chase in the conservative end because that those would be our friends in the end that we are situated in mm-hmm. and those are the typical mistakes. But on the other hand, we also want to say, we're not being inclusivist. We're not being pluralistic. yeah, We're not saying that, that these people are actually saved in any way. We're not yeah. committing the, you know, the fallacy of the Roman Catholicism that saying they are in fact Christians.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which I think I, I maybe this is just my, um uh, very loose perception of the way things are at the moment I you know just a very subjective thing but it feels like that idea is taking some ground uh, you know and within conservative circles and maybe it's just um, the podcast maybe it's the renaissance of sort of you mean Calvinistic thinking.
1: universalism uh, no
0: I mean like um, you know not necessarily even Calvinistic I mean it's just sort of you know evangelical conservative evangelical you know where maybe the beforehand it would have they would have scoffed at the idea that you would, um, you would in inco- you would even suggest that someone could be saved without, you know, uh, hearing of Christ directly or something like that, uh, or yeah. Israel. You know, um, now it seems like, oh yeah, well, you know, the Roman Catholics have said this the whole way through, and and I, I feel like it might be tied together with a, a bit of a renaissance of of uh, classical thought in general and just uh, trying to factor that in somehow. But uh, yeah, that's you know, that could be just me. Don't know. Yeah.
1: I think it's at, at, the, at the liberalism, I think it comes from several, several Yeah, places. that's true. Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So, anyways, back on track here, guys. Sorry, yeah. Uh, putting yeah, out theological as reflection.
2: Of, I've got a segue. I've got okay. a segue. All right. All right. The segue is, and you guys mentioned this last time, is that um in addition to seeing common grace in these guys, what you also do see, I think, is the law written on the heart, the the whole kind of idea of of, uh, the basic religious principle that mm-hmm. I'll be measured according to my works. And you guys, you guys uh, spoke about it last week as well. I think, mm-hmm. um, just talking about how that, like, if there's any point, there's so much similarity morally with the Christian faith. at so many points, and, but, but then it gets to sort of the points. So I'm thinking on the very last page of, of Crito where, um, uh, do not So be convinced by we who brought you up, Socrates, and do not put children or life or anything else ahead of justice so that mm. when you go to Hades, you will be able to provide all this as your defense to those mm. who rule there. Mm. And so this kind of sense of you must do the right thing, mm. because you're going to face judgment. And yeah. if you do the right thing, you can bring those things up in your defence. Yeah. Uh, it's the law written on the heart, isn't it? This is a this yeah. is a an Adamic covenant thing that's still yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you look
1: around the world's religions, you know, even Buddhism has hell, Islam has hell, you know, Hinduism has yeah. a sense of justice and punishment. It's yeah, amen. We intuit the fact that uh-huh. we we just we 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 will have to give an account for our deeds.
0: You know, on that yeah, agreed. Now, just before I forget on this point. Uh, one of the things we did speak about last time, and by the way, for anyone who's just, um, who hasn't taken a look at this, you have these two, um, the thing we read last time and the thing we're reading now, are, you know, literally in the same bit of text there and concern yeah. um, uh, Socrates' final hours as he, uh, you know, goes through this trial and and then is in prison and then gets these uh, visitors before he's put to death. And so you can read it in a fairly short amount of time, and so uh, hopefully by the title of the podcast or at least of the of the episode, uh, you would put that together at least. But um, we, uh, you know, just thinking about what we said last time and how, uh, it sort of you do have a sense. Well, I suppose Crita has the sense where he comes along and he and he, uh, you know, talks to Socrates and he says, "Well, isn't there not more that we could be doing to get you out of here?" you know could we not uh spring you out of this joint could we not just pay the money like are you really so keen to die is this the right way to go about it and uh the whole the whole dialogue uh moves along those lines as he justifies why it is right that he stays in prison and and uh doesn't try and get out and so forth um but you know one of the things that that came up for me last time and has come through years is that when i suppose he verbalizes it so well in that you know this is the problem. You you know, you could get out of this because you could, I mean, you're gonna leave us as orphans, you know, you're not gonna train us anymore. We're not we're gonna lose the great Socrates, you know. Uh you're gonna leave your children behind, you're gonna do it, and he just starts laying it on. Yeah. Uh this this gonna real... make your
1: friends look bad, like they didn't try to save you in any way when they mm-hmm. had the money to pay your right. bill,
0: right? I mean, he lays it on thick, and some of those arguments are really good i think i would have buckled you know argument number three there <laughs> and in fact i probably yeah. wouldn't have needed to wait <laughs> you know he's yeah. like give me the money i want to get out of this place um but you know uh, it's funny like it took me on a journey and 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 then of course socrates ends up you know just demolishing his arguments and going well no this is why uh we have to we have to go through with this but um in the process you know all these amazing comparisons with paul and with, with christ even i go to prepare a place for you is kind of the idea that was yeah. coming through there and um and the idea of, of kind of um you know let the dead bury their own dead you know there's a mission that we have to be uh, involved in yeah it was just quite quite a, quite amazing maybe it was just because we started speaking about it last week but it just kept on i kept on noticing all of these uh, little moments where yeah. the mission was way higher than anything else and and uh the the the, the principle of justice you know uh, you could almost understand how he would feel quite confident if he did go to hades at that point to be able to give an account you know having so uh, stood his trial in such a um, a strong way and shown so much fortitude in the process. Um, so you know you see you see not only the, um, the sense of justice, you know in the end, uh, or, or at least uh, the, the account the, the idea that one must give an account uh, in light of justice, but but even just a seeking after that justice, which is um, w- was quite amazing. you know, just to you, you've got to be able to incorporate even that into your doctrine of, you know, total depravity. Because he is a guy who is willing to give his life for what was ultimately a principle that I don't think I could disagree with him on, Um, which was another thing, which is perhaps more important thing to talk about. Um, This is probably the big discussion of the epistle, of not the epistle. I'm doing it. See, I'm going Roman Catholic Um, (laughs) uh, of the, uh, the yeah, the dialogue. Oh my goodness. See all my my religiosity
2: coming through there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go for but it. it was interesting because because, like from the beginning, you know, I'm like, okay, Kratos there. He's trying to get Plato, um, Socrates out of, out of prison and Socrates doesn't want to go. And Crater's like, but, 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 but. And I'm like, I have no idea how Socrates is going to get out of this one. You know, like yeah, it,
0: yeah,
2: from the beginning of the thing, I'm thinking like crater got him. Like, and I know I, I was guessing that that isn't where the yeah. thing was going to go, but right. where, where the, the whole script was going to go. But like, I could not. I was genuinely intrigued as to how is he gonna, how's he gonna argue this one? I had no idea. But as you follow through, it's just remarkable, Mm. you know, how sound the logic was. The The only point at which I thought the logic got a little fuzzy was the point where he's talking about kind of like the the responsibility to pay homage to the city. Kind of. Well, I
0: mean, this is I I felt like that was the big crunch here. I mean, because basically. Uh, you, you've got you've got this definition of freedom in the background, you know, like what what, it, what does it mean to be a citizen and free, and what is true freedom, and and you've got this uh, Athenian sort of covenant that 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 they've uh, implicitly made as citizens. There's just so much to think about there in terms of um, you know what it does actually mean, you know, whether 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 they will answer something or whether it is the kind of social contract that we all do uh, have Can to I thought, subscribe to. I,
1: I I mean I didn't enjoy this one as much as the last one what i what i what i was experiencing as i was going through it it was it was academically very stimulating yeah although not as you know inspirational as the right last right, right exactly and uh what i got because apparently this is the first mention of the concept of a social contract wow interesting so hmm. so so this would have been the sort of seed that would have gone through you know Greek philosophy, Roman Amazing. law, developed through the medieval era, John Stuart Mill, democracy, yes. you know, civil right. rights, yes. and all this of that is, stuff. This is where it's at. Yeah. So, so from, from the academic point of view, this is a very interesting concept. He begins with the social contract. Mm. And so as he sets up the, I guess, the basic question of why must a citizen submit to its government? You know, I guess as a Christian, I've got a, I've got a, a bunch of better answers than this. You know, yes. there are a couple, yep. there are a couple of yep. models. You know, but remember,
0: we are looking at this from a common ground. Definitely common are, definitely. Well, but there. I
1: can't yeah. help critique it as I'm reading it. Right. Of so course. you know, because uh, amongst all these different models, you've got might, a might makes right. You know, I'm yes. stronger than you, therefore yes. I will rule you. Right. Uh, then you've got something like you know the divine right of kings. Yes. Um, then you've got. Um, social contract which mm-hmm. is you know it's 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 an agreement between and, yeah. you and the state which lays the groundworks for modern democracy yes mm. and as christians we have more of romans 13 in the background mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we, we recognize that we are to submit because god has appointed uh, that we should be governed because government is good and we, we live in authority relationships mm. so from that point of view i was reading it and then also what i was thinking as he was describing his relationship to Athens and his sense of obligation, um, I couldn't help but think that this feeds into the uh, the leftist communist idea. I think any communist could read this.
0: And really love it. Yeah, And
1: really love it because it yeah. hasn't yet been developed with all the nuance and all the checks yeah. and balances and all the, the benefit of Western Christianity and all the things that it brings to it. Mm. And so basically you've got this very basically you've got a man who says i must allow the state to kill me even when it's wrong Mm. because Mm. we've entered into a contract i've benefited from this contract for 70 years at any time i could have left but i basically said we're married and so for better or for worse (laughs) we're in Mm. this marriage Mm. and so i'm going to take the bad with the good and i'm going to allow you to kill me on principle Mm. because of my basic concept of the social contract as the reason for why I should be willing to submit as a citizen. And yeah. um, I did feel that there was a false dilemma and um, you have to take it all or leave. And I right. think that, you know, the, the history of philosophy and politics has nuanced the problem, yeah. you know, they, they've listened to this conversation and they've reacted to the problem and they've tried to bring, better solutions so from that point of view I I found it very stimulating though I find I couldn't agree with him
0: now okay but you know what it yeah exactly I mean exactly right that whole communism thing it was exactly uh, so it brought me back to the question of of whether he was in fact the corrupter of youth you know, <laughs> which which you know, it was really kind of a wow. What just happened there? You know, yeah, we are. I'm, I'm totally sold. He is, they've got him pinned as the bad guy, and he's not the bad guy. And and all of a sudden, he's talking in such in a way that I thought, if if hey, wait a minute, if if they let this guy loose, if if everyone had to do what he did, you know, you'd probably end up with something bizarre. You know, and and maybe there yeah. is a a need to kind of rein this in a little bit. And uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Uh, I mean, it's, it's, there's this incredible tension in in, in in Socrates himself, because he didn't become a politician, right? but he deliberately went around like a pavement evangelist.
0: Yes. And he knew so he, he had would, a message. Yeah. He yeah. was
1: definitely spreading his message. You know, I, I, I actually, th- and, and now I'm moving from the left to the right, you know, Ben Shapiro, people ask Ben Shapiro, you know, why don't you run for president? You seem to have all the answers. Mm hmm. And he says, "Well, I think I can be more influential doing what I'm doing than being the president. Mm.
2: Wow, earn more
0: money too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Less stress. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's true capitalist. But yeah. um, and so I do get a sense of that. And so I mean, he's definitely making an impression. Yeah. But I mean, here's the corrupting of the youth is a you know, it's it's there's some truth in the in the critique in the sense that he's definitely getting the young people to think differently to everyone else. Mm-hmm. But the way in which he's getting them to think differently is to stand for virtue and mm, not to chase mm. riches right to to choose yeah. self discipline and not just to be indulgent yes so yes. so is that corrupting the youth no of that, and of and, those- and
0: that's <laughs> again that's you know you mentioned earlier that he was sort of bound by this you know social contract for better or for worse and that sort of thing and yeah. definitely that that comes through but but the other side of that was that you know it, it was just a, a necessary example that needed to be held out um, against the corruption of that Athenian, Athenian ideal, you know? So, so um, yeah, you have um, the, the, their abuse of that contract, so to speak, you know? And uh, he had to, so in some sense, you might even see that as the opposite of- A martyr of, for
1: the cause. Yeah. Right,
0: but but not for the cause of communism per se, more for the cause of democracy at that
1: level. I, I, yeah. I heard an interesting comment that said, you know, because if you think back to, you know, Socrates' apology, you know, basically the city came to him and said, right, Socrates, we think you're doing something bad. Yes. How do you think we should punish you? Right. And he could have accepted exile. He could have mm. accepted a, you know, a, a financial penalty. Yeah. But instead he dug in his heels mm-hmm. and he got them to pronounce the death sentence. They were, They probably hoped he would run away. Right. <laughs> so right. they wouldn't have to do yeah, this make terrible a martyr thing. of him. well and like,
0: he, i mean he yeah. wow he, sense,
1: I, you know i do I, I do think he's a little facetious and it probably you know you uh, might have made a rod for his own back in one sense right but but i guess that's part of the, the conversation it's um, through it's through his suffering that he's able to raise the issues and the concerns and the the tension of the problems that we do face in public life so yeah
2: totally but i mean if you if you think about even so just go, going back to the the, the, the communist thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it necessarily going that way. Because even if you think about dem- democracy, just think about recently, think about how uh, the, the US reacted to Donald Trump becoming president. And you had ha- literally half the country saying, uh, refusing to accept the democratic outcome and say, he's not my president. You know, I refuse to acknowledge him as president. In the UK, we had the same thing with the referendum, which meant that we left the, uh, the EU. And so you know, you had literally half the country saying, "You and know, didn't you just
1: fire? Didn't you just fire your prime minister?"
2: Yeah, we just fire, we just sacked the prime minister. So, <laughs> so the like, they, I think, I think what the way I I read it was, he's basically saying, "Listen, you can't you can't be part of a society on on your own terms." You know, yes. you you, so, you so, have so to the good part of what he was
1: saying it. is there are laws for a reason, and laws are good. Yeah. You can't just decide that you're not going to keep law in general, even
2: yeah. if. And this is, I think, another a point of, of, of interest for us biblically, even if that judgment you deem to be unjust. So the the whole thing, and he raises this point with with Christ as to say, um, or well surely we would say that this is an unjust judgment. But the point is that when you're part of a group, you're accepting the judgment of the group over over your own private judgment. And I think that's that's the really interesting thing. So there is a kind of parallel there where um, he is where Paul will later talk about. Uh, and and even Peter in one Peter talk about um, you know, accepting unjust suffering. And even it's interesting because you mentioned how as a Christian, we'd read this and we'd say, like, okay, what when we talk about governments, we're recognizing that there is a, a higher authority over human authorities at work in and through human authorities. And that's the kind of basis. Yeah. for our submission to those authorities, but in some sense, he does something very similar. I mean, yeah. just think of his kind of mic drop moment right at the end. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so then let it be, Crater, and let us act in this way, since this is where the God leads us. Yes. Uh, I and- guess
1: where I'm reflecting from in my critique is with the development of political thought. So, for example, you look at the American government system, where you they've split the powers. We've got the president who's the head of the army, then you have the legislative body, then you've got the Senate. <clears throat> there are these checks and balances so that so that you don't have all the power in the Senate, like the Athenian situation. So yep. that, or you know, we, we would even, as Christians, recognize that there possibly could be a minimal situation where maybe for on a very qualified sense, civil disobedience could take place. Yep. Yep. So we're not seeing those. Uh, nuances and and uh, qualifications mm. in, in in someone uh, mm. like socrates. Mm, mm, so mm. so I'm coming from that perspective.
0: Totally, totally. <clears throat> um man, I lo- I, do- I love that mic drop moment uh very well, Credo, if such is yeah. the will of the God.
1: <laughs> and can I just can I just offer a third pronunciation? All right. Crito. So we got Credo, we got Crito, okay. and we've got Crito. We got cri- mm, what about critter? Crito? Critter. Oh, critter. oh, What about like <laughs> you little critter? Yeah,
2: Crito. Crito. Crito.
0: Everyone, for the record, okay, admittedly all American, but everyone that I've ever heard say the word, it's Credo. So we all no, just almost on, just C-R-E-E. Dom- e. that's the wrong so word, just for yeah. those democratic who, principle.
1: Who have, it's C R I T O, like yeah. crit. So,
0: <laughs> so you can call him critter.
2: <laughs> critter. Critter. too. But. <laughs> But,
1: but you
0: say, potato. Potato. I say yeah. mm. Mm. So yeah. the I said the
2: title. Yeah. So the whole principle though of him saying, like, come on, Crito, um, let's <laughs> come let's on, reason critter. this out and let's let's strive to do what is right here. Like I, I think that um it's in, it's interesting because <laughs> I appreciated that, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like, like if like isn't this all what we want as pastors from our churches to take the scriptures and to take its worldview. And to say, come on, let us live according to this worldview. You know, yes. this is yes. so. In every situation, every yes. decision, to say, yes. what is the, what is the biblical way of life here? Yeah. And Christians just don't live like that. We just yeah. we live according to personal preference, according to the whim of the yeah. moment, according to the culture of the time. We just don't we don't live rigorously biblical lives where we're mm. saying, right, what is the biblical reasoning here? You know, and you and you we know this because every time you encounter a difficult passage with a mm. difficult teaching, mm. like submission to those in authority. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you, where you see how Christians actually live, like mm. what are the actual worldviews and beliefs and things. Mm-hmm. So this principle of, of saying, I, I, you know, for them, it was the philosophical life or, uh, the, you know, the, the good life. Good life yeah. um, but, um, but for us, the, the biblical life, the godly life, you know, this is what we want to live. And there are certain you know overlaps and parallels which is, mm. which are remarkable, but mm. um, but it's that it's that it's that intention and that that effort to say, hang on, let's just think about what is the right thing to do here, mm. and not to let pragmatics win the day, and not no, to, and to let, let persuasion be your for. only tool uh, going forward. Yeah, yeah and and yeah. especially especially not to let public opinion rule the day. Yeah, yeah. And, and to
0: especially be that. so principled, so. Th- thoughtful in the principle you know just to it's yeah it's he has a martin luther moment yes i got the martin luther moment too wait 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 let me just see (laughs) let me just see just to prove this is not a hoax i'll read you my martin luther okay go okay if this that would be amazing i was literally gonna ask if anyone got the martin luther moment but uh to me he says uh, that I ought to escape against the wishes of the Athenians, for I highly value your attempts to persuade me one. to do so. Is it? <laughs> yeah. uh, but I may not be persuaded against my own better judgment. And now, please, to consider my first position and try uh, how you can best answer me. So basically, saying uh, here I stand, I can do no yeah. other. Yeah,
1: exactly. Live, live, you have to have a clean conscience. Now yeah. we would recognize the Lord is the Lord of the conscience, and there's a way to, you know, make sure your conscience is clean and not misinformed. But yeah. It's it's that principle of, do I know I'm lying to myself? Live not by lies.
0: Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So good,
2: so good. Stuff like that is also, just Also, also,
1: how much
2: that that principle depended upon, you know, because he gives the the example of the gymnastics instructor. Yes. Right? So, are you going to listen to your instructor? You're going to listen to the people, and he's saying, obviously, you listen to the instructor. You listen to the master. But it raises, it begs the question, doesn't it, about, well, who is the one then that that you listen to? And that's, I think, where philosophy and and really shows the shortfall, Hmm. because our one is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we go Hmm. to him, Hmm. we go to his word. But where do they go? Well, they go to the different philosophical schools and their Hmm. instructors. And so, you know, it just cannot achieve. So his argument is a good one, but it also exposes i think the weakness in his own belief system
1: i mean just to maybe quote a theonomist if i'm allowed to do such a thing well you know as if, long as
0: you're willing to be banished from this episode from <laughs> <laughs> but uh
1: if god is not your god the state will be right um and it's that's something that you see we do see a case of that where yeah. like he's looking for that next highest principle but he doesn't mm-hmm. have god as we understand him yeah and how his truth impacts our lives through revelation. So
0: the way that he puts it is so powerful though, in questions of just and unjust, fair and foul, good and evil, uh, which are the subjects of our present consultation ought we to follow the opinion of the many and to fear them or the opinion of the one man who has understanding. I mean, even the way he phrases it in like, you know, almost like free incarnate terms or something <laughs> ought we not to fear and reverence him more than all the rest of the world. And if we desert him, shall we not destroy and injure that principle in us, which may be assumed to be improved by justice and deteriorated by injustice. There is such a principle.
2: And I think even that, even that in and of itself speaks into our culture, which is like, you know, literally anyone's opinion, you know, it, it carries carries as much weight as anybody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. I wonder what he'd that say. That he's actually know, having a about, go at that.
1: Yeah, I wonder what he'd say about Twitter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, listen, go to the guy who understands, go to the guy who knows. So, you know, it. it yeah. There's some kind of meritocracy thing going on there, you know. But like, um, you know
1: you go to YouTube and there are these like 21-year-old influencers who are now have professionals yeah. for your your health choices. You yeah. know.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um I mean man, it's it, it it is um it's almost like you could lie. Well, there was two little uh self-help books that i could see being written from this uh, exchange the first was like how to get beaten up as, as a graceful sparring partner with uh you know <laughs> they should write about credo as well I mean, he's just taking I the blows he's just like, yeah okay. yes teacher yes, yes, sensei. yes teacher. <laughs> that's right yes, <laughs> sensei, <laughs> like we should yeah. learn to do that more too um but uh the other thing was, was just the uh well actually i've totally forgotten about that now <laughs> Because <laughs> it was, you threw me off with another thought about a sensor and then I was like, oh man, but <laughs> I was like, oh, this, um, this kid, this kid, this kid, I wonder how this did you guys also notice the amazing dovetails of Buddhism?
1: No, I didn't, didn't you really? No.
0: Wow, that's no. uh, that that will leave for another time, but
1: the Eightfold Path of Happiness, I didn't see it.
0: Confucius and the whole thing. I mean, there is another wow. It's too. I must admit, I will never even try and tackle that in my lifetime because it's just way too crazy. But it is like, I mean, everything we're we're saying about Western thought and common grace should apply to Eastern thought. And, well, we shouldn't you know,
1: be surprised when people think good thoughts.
0: Totally, yeah. but it's just they were profoundly similar good thoughts, you know, and and they they bubbled up from this spring of. Reflection and common grace. And yeah, anyway, so I, uh, you know, it is helpful. To yeah, see that and sometimes. also,
2: possibly there is an argument that says that a lot of Buddhism um that reflects common points with Christianity were, were actually influenced by early Christians. Interesting. So yeah. it's not so much a common grace thing as it is just Buddhism absorbing the right. early christian Christians. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. I like what uh, Michael Horton says. You know, basically he says that when you have people communicating the law, love your neighbor as you love yourself, the golden rule do unto others, you just have them do unto you. What they're communicating is the covenant of works written on their heart. Mm, We're all born in Adam. We all Mm -hmm. have the covenant of works. Mm -hmm. We all have an instinct to do in order to live. Um, We all have that understanding there's a reckoning. Mm -hmm. And we're just giving expression to it constantly, but not in the right way. Yeah,
2: Yeah, totally. Like Um, when people get, only God can judge me, tattooed on their neck or something. And you're like, well, that still means he is going to judge you. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah, so you're yeah. against church membership, are you? Anyway, forget that.
0: Wow, that's spoken like a true Baptist,
1: <laughs> <laughs> very well, conservative judge those who are inside, you know. <laughs> to say that was
0: like like very polity driven statement, you know. Yeah. It was
1: just, um, wow. um, triggered me, just triggered me. I've got a hair trigger. It's
0: not here; it's everywhere else. <laughs> oh boy! Um, but yeah, you know what? One of the thoughts again: we gotta leave this Buddhism thing alone. But <laughs> but what is starting with Nick's sensei? <laughs> the sensei trajectory. Um, you know what? I, I thought I did have. Uh, you know, and this sort of, I suppose, ties back with our uh, even further conversations back with um, with. Uh, <laughs> the uh what's it um stoic and jesus as a philosopher thing is that you know i have a obvious bias toward western ancient greek thought you know where, you know and not eastern thought and one of my immediate knee-jerk reactions as to why that is is because i think of of eastern thought as so much more religious and pantheistic and spiritualized and new agey and that sort of thing and it's sort of less logical and so forth um you know just yeah, based on mystical. a mystic rash yeah, it's like rationality versus spirituality and, you know, uh, logic versus intuition. And I suppose those are all big uh, caricatures, but still, uh, th- that's that's how it comes across to me. And then, but I have found myself thinking, oh my goodness, I mean, even that's probably not, it needs to be challenged because, I mean, these guys, all the Greek guys are thoroughly religious, you know, there, there is a, a profound sort of spiritual, well, I don't want to say profound, but an important mm. and, um, you know, a prevalent spirituality running right throughout yeah. It's just that we're more, I think we're just more okay with it somehow, you know, and uh, it's equally. Well, it's
2: expressed in in uh, rational formulations. Yes. Or, you know, but sometimes whereas... not even,
0: you know, um, sometimes it sounds very Hindu, you know, um, you've got these crazy gods running around and, you know. Okay. You know, yeah. Just, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 And the mystery cults are everywhere. Right. And right. Yeah. yeah. And especially as you start thinking about those pre-Socratics, uh, yeah, some strange stuff. Well, they mention there. it, yeah. don't
2: they? They mention, uh, I think, in in the the places Crossout thing, they they mention one of the cults where they like dance, right? Um, dance right. around in a trance, and it's like because he makes mention of them being able to hear the pipes. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. yeah, yeah. And so it's like literally, like they get into this kind of demonic trance where they can right. hear some demonic music that they dance to and stuff yeah, like that. It's yeah. pretty scary, and and yeah, that's happening in the heart of this philosophical culture, right? Um, so I think it's been and it's been the sort of baptized. Of hanging in the yeah, background.
0: totally. And I mean, God, even Apollos, just these...
1: Apollo, yeah,
0: exactly. So I think what has happened, and probably this is just a dose of caution for you know we have to just take on board, is that it has been because of you know, it's been upheld and venerated in classical culture and Western culture. And, you know, it's like, uh, yes, but, you know, they are, they are just acceptable. <laughs> you know, it's just an acceptable form of paganism that is, uh, that has incorporated itself into Western
2: thought, but it's, you know, it's just as, just as bad. Well it's like it's like today with the Viking stuff, like everyone is everyone is accepting and, and and dumbing down watering down and and sort of like reviving this love for Norse mythology and stuff mm. like that. I'm and reading Beowulf more, right now
0: yeah it, well, one Sheesh. time, except that's more sort of English, but, I I guess, know, but yeah. it's I just, dude, it's all like it's all about the Danes and yeah one you time. Know one time but like
2: all that all that stuff and people forget that yeah but they did used to do like human sacrifice and you know all sorts of crazy (laughs) crazy and so when people are like getting their viking rune tattoos and stuff that you know it's being upheld in a way that isn't fair to what
1: that isn't true to what it actually is cultural misappropriation Yeah, well it's misappropriation (laughs) but it's
2: also that it's also that the West is, uh, you know, it affirms what it does. So yeah. what we've affirmed about ancient Greek culture is not the mystery cults. Yeah. What's been mm-hmm. upheld and, yeah. and celebrated yeah, has been- We sanitize
1: passed. everything by turning it into a trend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's another trigger for you. you I've, <laughs> I, felt, I felt that could have turned into a trigger. <laughs> I feel like if we pushed that a little bit harder, that would, uh, you'd burst into flames. I've seen, it. I've seen it before. <laughs> um, all right. Now, I don't know. What was the quote of the reading for you? What was the best one? What was the moment? What was the what was the takeaway? Why would you suggest <clears throat> someone else read this? I think
1: you've probably read most of them, but I, yeah. I, I did enjoy there's a short one where um, he's just making a distinction, which I thought was quite helpful given his emphasis. And he says, and I should like to know whether I may say the same of another proposition. That not life, but a good life is to be chiefly valued. Yes. Oh, and, beautiful. And so yeah. basically, you know, the good life in terms of living for virtue, even if you have to suffer for it, that's the good life as yes. opposed to, you know, keep yourself alive, even if you have to lie or cheat or give someone a bribe in order yeah. to live. Yeah. You know, living yeah. A, a good life is better than just living.
0: Again, dovetailing well with what we were saying last week with um, just, you know, you uh, there are many ways that a soldier can bail out. And, you know, is that the goal? You know, is that the goal to shamefully bail out? You know, no, there's got to be something higher that we're looking for. Yeah. So just, yeah. Wow. I mean, you don't want to Christianize everything you read, but I mean, those things are just weapons in the arsenal, you know, it's just to have those mm-hmm. thoughts on hand. They, 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 they are what we have to be thinking uh, yeah. as we, as we go about the Christian life. For sure. I
1: think, we're, I think, I mean, I don't know if your experience is this, but we live in a decadent culture. And so to see courage, you know, yes, to see mm-hmm. the, the willingness to suffer. Yeah, you know, this, this is, it's its alien to our individualistic comfort consumer driven culture.
2: Totally. And also, I mean, also the fact that he knows that death is not the end. And so that's also alien to yep. our materialist secular materialist yep. culture. Yep. So the fact that he's willing to embrace death, because he knows that something else is there. Mm. And if he lives, and if he lives a true life, then that will be better in mm. the long run, you know, okay. and so that kind of that kind of mentality i'm not saying you had a full blown you know hope of heaven kind of thing but the the but but even that idea that i i would rather i would rather be in that position at death than than live longer yeah i think i think is extremely important we well, mm-hmm. you know, you could I preach the law of the gospel to that can't you yes yeah absolutely well and
0: yeah you know gain the what does it Profit a man to gain the whole world, you know, all all of that. I mean, uh, of course he's not thinking about it in those terms, but the dynamic is just clearly represented. You know, the, the, there is something who cares, who cares if you gain the whole world and save your life in doing so and live for extra few minutes and there's something bigger. So even if his word to, to a a pre-Christ world is, start looking for that something bigger, you know, just, you haven't found it. So start looking for it because clearly we know nothing or we are, we are in need of this knowledge basically. And I could see how, how that would be very important. And, you know, I suppose that's what Paul does appeal to with the unknown God idea. You know, this is, this is, this is the one, this is what we got. We found the big thing, you know, we've, we've got the, the thing we've got to live for now. Um, And so come and examine it and see if you can uh, tear, tear my witness of Christ apart, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, I think we did good work, here, guys. I think um the world's been nailed, off. It, bro. Nailed, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Totally. Not bad for amateurs. I think we actually might have just crossed the, the line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do think that we need to come back and have a, a longer conversation, maybe a whole podcast episode dedicated. It's because it's it, 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 we touched on it last week, you guys, and then again this week on the whole business of this Roman Catholic view of the philosophers' as pre-Christian and to mm. talk that through and to talk about um you know Problem why is, they think that and where the problems if, are. if we talk it through, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna yield, I'm gonna buckle, I haven't got any defense. <laughs> My I Calvinism think it's worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think <Whatever>. it is. <laughs> I promise you. I'm like I read these guys, I'm like, ah, oh, oh, that makes sense. Ah oh. <laughs> you know? just like, oh, yes, of course, Saint Plato. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it all sorry.
1: depends what hat you're wearing. Yeah. <clears throat> if you're putting on the common grace hat you're looking for similarities. But if you're putting on the evangelist's hat you're looking yeah. for dissimilarities. You want to critique the false world. You want to you want to show where the idolatry is. You want to show where the wrong definition of sin is. You want to show where the self-exaltation, self-deifying, self-deluding realities coming mm. into it. Mm. So which hat which which hat so I'm constantly swapping between common grace hat appreciating what God is doing but then I've got to put on the evangelist hat and say you're so far from, you're as far away from heaven as everyone else, mm-hmm. because despite the truth that that God has given to you, you're not even holding it truly, in, in the right way.
0: So and Andre is always um, swapping his Protestant and Roman Catholic hat. So <laughs> is that you know? And I'm just like I'm going for because for me Catholic,
1: that's attention. For me, that's and and, and as I'm as I'm listening to guys engage with culture or engage with philosophy or engage with history. I'm finding some people are so evangelistically focused they can't see the good in, in these guys, or some people are so common grace or so philosophically appreciative that, that mm-hmm. they forget to be evangelistic. You know, they forget well, to. I think they forget to bring the gospel.
0: All of this is saying we do need to come back and talk about that. Um, so be gentle with me because
2: whatever you say <laughs> will win. <laughs> <laughs> This could be bad. All right. I think it's an important discussion because I do think that while we're going to, you know, obviously have some things to say by way of critique, we're mm. all, I think it is also one of those kinds of discussions that does help expose some of the, the ultra conservatisms that perhaps have yeah. also uh, not been thought through quite so carefully. And so right. I think we it's a, to see
1: the error on both ends. And yeah.
2: uh, you're thinking
0: also like in terms of salvation and... Uh, yeah I wanted
2: that old old shebang so um, like how did salvation work in the Old Covenant mm-hmm. and in the Old Testament? So was salvation only uh, at work in Israel and through those who came into contact with Israel? Was God doing other works of salvation? Perhaps is there a distinction between uh, the ordinary means of, of salvation and extraordinary things that God was doing perhaps through Greek philosophers and could it be? Yeah, that, that i find... asking questions right now in heaven? Could it be? Yeah, well, you know, could it yeah. be? Could it be? Yeah. yeah, I think those are the questions we have to. He was not know.
1: elect.
0: <sighs> okay, well, we got Ooh, Nick's that's... coming in strong from that <laughs> side. I think we just a, experienced another trigger it.
2: right there. So
1: <laughs> <right> he <there>. was <laughs> not, he was, how could they believe unless they hear? He had not heard.
0: There oh, we go. All right, now we're yeah. moving well, into we the next week. Uh, what I will do is yeah. chop this and put it as a promo and a clip for the next <laughs> oh, week. So postscript. On. Yeah, postscript. Right, cool. Alrighty, let me end it there because otherwise this thing's going to be too big to upload. Um, Thanks guys, appreciate it. Cool,
1: take it easy, cheers.